TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Live from Captain Studios. It's time for Head Trauma Thursdays. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody else in between, good Thursday afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time you listen to this. It's your good buddy, your good friend, Rance K. Ray Cash. Once again, doing my interspecies species relationship with the big fish himself. <laughs> Interspecies. It's <laughs> now Kablam. It's Kablam now. Good point. Yeah. We're, hey, Adam Cole, we're taking it before you take it from us. Uh, yeah, well, copyright, exactly. in, copyright coming. Yep. It's all about the kablam. <laughs> What's up, brother? How is the black country and the beautiful Isle of the British Isles treating you today? Well, I mean, I don't know about the black country because I, uh, yet again, still live nowhere near the black country. But uh, yeah, weather's starting to turn now. We can, we're edging towards winter, um, so the the weather's rough. But I've been pretty busy in terms of, of content creation recently um been guesting on a couple of podcasts and um ufc's in the in the midst of a i think it's about a 14 week run uh where they shows yep. every single week so yeah uh, finding plenty of stuff to keep me busy uh 14 week run that oh um, I, I, I remember the days when ufc used to be months between shows months and I'm now it's every single week which is great i love it um and it's great for content but i do kind of i look at the schedule and i think yeah i've got a break in november i'll have a week off <laughs> i can pre-record something in in the middle of november but yeah it's cool i'd be complaining if there wasn't any but that, that's how you know we're into this too deep when we look in the calendar and we're like, oh, yes, I got a week I don't have to record. <laughs> yeah, I've got a day <laughs> off. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we try to do different stuff for you and we could talk your standard wrestling news and the ratings and the graphs and the draft happened. I mean, any hot takes on the draft real quick? Um, I haven't seen the final draft uh, picks uh did Asuka even get drafted anywhere? No, she's going to be a free agent because people who were injured didn't get drafted. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I saw uh, a post by a good friend of the show and uh, and brother from another mother, Mr. Paul Tully. Uh, he was saying how um, uh, SmackDown uh, is lacking major star power um, outside of, of Roman. Um which looking at the 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 roster, I, I tend to agree with him. I think uh, Raw got a really good deal out of this uh, out of this draft. Well, Tully is also someone I love very dearly, and I use the word love genuinely. I love that guy. That's he's family to me, but I disagree. <laughs> and here's why: <laughs> SmackDown did not SmackDown made out like a bandit. Both shows got what they needed. Uh, let me explain what I mean. Um, of course, 
SmackDown is going to be built around Roman and Sasha. That's what it's always been built around, mm-hmm. right? You bring Charlotte over because apparently Fox asked for Charlotte, and you bring Drew. Right then and there, you have your biggest face in your company, with respect to Big E, but Drew's been the guy for the past two years. Your biggest heel, and your two biggest non... Well, two of your four biggest women, right? Mm-hmm. Then you don't forget you got the Usos there and you got the New Day. And now you've got um, Hit Row. Now you got, well, I, we'll get to them in a minute. I'm talking about established people. Okay. Like people you know guaranteed to draw merch, to draw interest, to draw viewers. Those eight people have proven that for years now. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I'm comfortable putting Drew in that conversation now. Right? Okay. And then you have a, I'm trying to bring up the list of the actual draft picks. Then you have a whole bunch of middle, middle, mid-level talent who can always just be heated up with just a second. Nakamura and um, Jeff Hardy is, is, is there who people are already saying Roman versus Jeff in a TLC match in December and things of like that. Ricochet is over there now and people have been begging for Ricochet to get used, right? Perfect example for him to get used. Uh, things of that nature. So I just think it's, and then you get to you got the new people: Hit Row, New Stars, Rich, Rich Holland, New mm-hmm. Stars. Shout out to shout out to England. Um, and Zia uh, Lee, Zia Lee, and she was drafted in the third round before Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. So that means that and Finn's on Rob. But anyway, she's going to be a major person in the women's she's- division. I think from day one, she's had star power for me. She's always had star power. Her issue was putting it together in the ring. And -hmm. I think she's finally gotten the whole package together. I'm going to look at this link you just sent me. So they're they're essentially the the two drafts, the two uh, rosters. So, look, yeah, there we go. So looking at them... uh, you know, you uh, to continue with what I mean by mid-level people. Think of I'm just gonna name these people just for just these these men for you, okay? Uh, you have Cesaro, you have Happy Corbin, you Nakamura. have Nakamura, Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Sheamus. You're telling me any one of those guys can't get heated up in a month and have a title have a title run a title. Uh, angle with Roman? Oh yeah, absolutely they could. Uh, but I think uh, um, Tolly was kind of skirting around a, a certain point, uh, which I, I I think is the 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 best point that he actually made was uh, he he thinks that this could mean that Roman's uh, title reign is is going long. He's going to enter kind of record-breaking territories, especially in the modern era of wrestling, which I'm happy for. I I, I can't see uh, the ending sight coming from Roman. I think he's superb uh, in that acknowledge me uh, head of the table uh, run. Um, But there's certainly room there to elevate some of the the wrestlers that we've wanted elevating for the past five years or so. You know what I would do? And we're a fantasy booking now. I would, and this is going to sound crazy to you and everybody listening. I don't care. I'd go ahead and do that Jeff Hardy match, build Jeff Hardy back up to get, 
Jeff Hardy can build it up as my last shot at the world title. <laughs> TLC match going out on my terms. You step into my world. And I'd have Jeff Hardy flukishly win that title and lose it back like the next night. Okay. That way you accomplish a couple of things. Number one, you keep everybody guessing because you just said everybody expects this to be a long title reign. Number two, Jeff get Jeff's always said he wanted one more run with this one, one more run in the sun. And and you wanted to have one day. <laughs> it could be a week, it could be a month. He's not gonna be holding it for a long term. And he, I think no. even he understands at this stage of his career, no, he, he should not hold the title for a long run. No, absolutely not. I don't but think I, faces in general shouldn't have long runs with towels. Well, I agree with that too, unless you're a super face like John Cena. Or Hulk Hogan, where you must pause. Uh, but I think most importantly, to, if if you, mind you, so many people think this shit is more real than it is. Yeah, Jeff definitely. Hardy has always been very realistic about how the business is. If you were a wrestler, Max, what would you rather have? A three, four month title reign that was I, or would you rather beat possibly the greatest champion in modern WWE history? And yeah, lose it, I mean, and lose it the next week. Yeah, I think you you make a good point about um, Jeff and his expectations, and and him. We as fans always want to see our favorite as the as the the champion. And and I've just had a discussion on Bang Bang podcast uh, about how um, I remember a Jim Cornette interview uh, where he was asked to to fancy draft a roster. Uh, and he went through a, 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 a lot of names, and a lot of them were people you wouldn't have normally expected. And when he was quizzed on why he picked those, he, he said, because you need people for other people to beat, because otherwise your roster is so top-heavy that you end up with 50-50 booking because you can't have your big stars winning all the time. Uh, and I think Jeff, uh, being in the business, certainly understands his role is always going to be to... Um, elevate uh, a, a heel wrestler. That that's his purpose. Whether that means he wins a title or whether that means he uh, falls short of of winning the title, his job is to to elevate uh, the next generation of wrestlers. So, for I, I I would if I was in his shoes, I would I would love to have a match against the the biggest star. In, in wrestling today because it keeps you relevant, it keeps you uh, in the hunt, and it's it's like like you said, it's one last shot at being the face of a company. So yeah, I think I would definitely take the the match with Roman. And so, and then I'd acknowledge him. Well, everybody, he should acknowledge him first. <laughs> uh, for the record, um, I don't think how that that's how it works. You have to not... acknowledge him after he's whooped the the living piss out of you. You can't just be smart and just do it before any of the whipping happens. I mean, you could, but he's probably then not going to give you the towel because you've already acknowledged him. I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, <laughs> you still going to end up acknowledging his ass, so it might as well do yeah. it in the first in the first place. <laughs> um, but if you if you go with the TLC match, Jeff sneaks his sneaks his way into winning it. I don't want to make it a win in a way that it looks like he doesn't deserve it. But you know, it, it looks like, oh my God, he ups he upsets the champ. The ultimate underdog. Exactly. Yeah. Roman gets back, 
flexes his muscle. I'll run Fox. You got to defend it again this week. He beats him again. Bloodline, nefarious means. They get the actual proper rematch at Royal Rumble. Build it up. Big match. Jeff Hardy Royal Rumble title matches are legendary at this point. And then the Royal Rumble winner, who's probably going to challenge Roman, you can you can give that person. You already know they like to have a title a, a title match in between there, an elimination chamber. You could have Roman versus Jeff final encounter at elimination chamber. That way the it build up for the Royal Rumble winner. So after elimination chamber, Roman can focus on that. You just gave Jeff two months in the sun as a legitimate championship contender. And now he goes into WrestleMania as a guy who's a lot better. Right now, if he walks into WrestleMania, he's in he's on he's on the Andre SmackDown yeah. before WrestleMania. Yeah. After that, he's getting a match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I mean, Vince, how let your boy? That's fair. Uh, it makes sense. Hey man, we be we be making sense because we make dollars. Because I'm Ray Dollars, aka <laughs> the cash in. <laughs> um. So actually, what we came here today. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, uh, so those of you who know, I am a huge comic book nerd. I'm a huge uh, Marvel fan, all superheroes, but you know, Marvel's the MCU is huge. And I'm also a part of the show called Bandwagon Nerds. This week, we will be having our hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. Big stuff. I'm very proud of that. And, and you were on assignment for this week's episode. Literally. Yes, I had to go watch Venom as the show was starting. <laughs> um, so yeah, when we say assignment, like I really was tasked to go watch the movie. Um, but this this so yesterday was the season finale of one of the most genre bending shows the MCU has ever done, and that is what if. If you don't know the premise, um there the MCU in the comics has notoriously been a multiverse, which means there are multiple versions of every universe where Ray Cash in Earth 616 could be a good guy who does podcasting. Ray Cash in Earth 212 could be a prostitute. Ray Cash in Earth 2145 could be a cop. Like, you don't know what it is, but everything is different based on the universes. Uatu the Watcher, who is one of 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 a legion of beings who are tasked to just watch and record everything that happens on, on the multiverse is narrating this. And so things that happened in the MCU proper are used, but there is something that changes them. And we see what happens after they're changed. For example, what if instead of Steve Rogers taking the super soldier serum, Peggy Carter took it, you know, if, if um, instead of uh, Star Lord uh, being uh, Chris Platt, uh, what's his, what's my boy's name? Um, Peter Quill. What if it was T'Challa who was taken and made Star Lord and things of this nature, which really has been cool. Well, season the season is ending with the Pentomet episode. It ended yesterday, so I thought. And shout out to the homie Louis Dangor. Uh, Friend of Mags and Mags's debauchery the click. I don't know what you you call your peoples. Um, uh, oh, this hey, shout out to Mags and his school of fish. Wow, 
Wow. <laughs> Friend uh, of the show, Lewis Dango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought up a what if that made me, Mags, and the whole click over at Radio Techers really think about it. His question mm-hmm. was, what if CM Punk beat the streak at WrestleMania 29? Would it have would that that have been enough equity for him to stay? And that mm-hmm. brought a good conversation, which made me think, Max, let's do some what if. Yep, it's uh, it's there's so many kind of uh, um, twists and turns in wrestling that if uh, just the slightest thing uh, uh, could have happened, we could have had a butterfly effect and, and changed the the wrestling business forever. So yeah, it's a, yeah. a cool um, idea to, to have. And we're certainly not piggybacking off uh, Marvel. I mean, we are, but we're not. <laughs> but we are. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> hey, Marvel, if you want to sponsor the show, baby, we're right here. Yep. Um, all right, so we came up with two that we're going to do. We're going to kind of break down, and we're not going to go too long. I'm, who am I kidding? It's us. We might go three hours, but <laughs> but no, we really try to give a good introspective up to what we think would have happened, why it would have happened, and where would wrestling be as of today mm-hmm. in October of 2021. I think we should start with the one that we're, we're going to save the controversial one for after the break. How about we do that? Okay. Mags being the resident of uh, UFC and fighting aficionado on here at the chair shot. I think he has one that I think would be very fun to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. Are we talking Brock or are we talking? We're talking Brock. Well, first of all, you can't say Brock without saying it the way you're supposed to say it. I'm disappointed. Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Paul Bear. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, and 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 for context, this was actually Ray's uh, Ray's pick, and it's a great pick. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot of uh, stuff we can dive into in this, but essentially, it's uh, what if Brock, uh, at the heart of his uh, his wrestling superpowers, didn't up sticks and. Uh, get his his eye turned by mixed martial arts uh and then again by uh american football um what if brock essentially was a laugher at the 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 wwe how how would that have affected the the landscape of of wrestling uh in in terms of wwe and in terms of wrestling in general so so i think with these what ifs especially with the way marvel did them you have to start with kind of the breaking point the point where reality continued to happen and then you switch the converge yes the co- boy <laughs> look at them sat words they teach y'all real well out there in the black country huh <laughs> we invented the language well yeah you know what Actually, that's a great point yes <laughs> it is called english that like that's legit. That legitimately, I just it just hit me just now. That's a great point. It is called English. I've been speaking English this whole time. Arriba, Arriba, right? Um, the convergence of this what if would be when he dropped himself on his head at WrestleMania nineteen. Mm-hmm. 
And well, I mean, there's dropping yourself on your head, and there are doing uh, shooting star presses when you are uh, a three hundred pound man carved out of granite, uh, and you essentially spark yourself in the middle of the ring, then headbutt another man carved out of granite in in the shape of Kurt Angle. So yeah, I think he. Uh, he crushed some brain cells. There was definitely some CTE that night. Well, context is key, sir. That's yeah. Yours is a lot different than mine. That's a very well done. And I, I remember uh, listening to uh, a, an interview with Kurt Angle, and he he goes over that match, and he said essentially Brock was lights out from from that moment. Um, the, the the basically the 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 eyes were open, but there ain't nothing behind the scenes, and he mm-hmm. had to carry. Brock to the finish, including the F5, which Brock had. He just had no control over his motor functions. Uh, so that just goes to show how how amazingly talented Kurt Angle was uh, to carry a lump the size of Brock to a finish when Brock was, yeah, he was away with the fairies. By the way, Kurt's neck was broken that match. It like was. Going, going into the match, before mm-hmm. the match. That's why he didn't wrestle for like three months before that. So to have to do that on top of having a broken freaking neck again. And if you don't believe what we're saying, go back and watch the, his celebration. Mm-hmm. Brock is not, there is nobody home. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the first moment where Brock real. you know, when you're young and you're invincible, Brock felt invincible and he's never lied about not enjoying the business part of wrestling, the travel, the, interviews the the different nights in different hotels like he hates that part but he knew he had to play ball because mm-hmm. that was how the business was and he didn't have the equity yet to to demand different and he was really good at it when he when he immersed himself um but falling on his head and almost killing himself i think was the first time he realized man life is bigger than this shit and had he not fallen on his head I mean, I'm sure he may grow an interest in MMA and he may grow an interest in maybe saying, you know what, I want to try football. But I don't think he's so resistant to stay like he was. He was mm-hmm. so ready. The reason why he wears that, he got that sword tattoo on his chest was because he felt like the sword of Damocles was hanging over his neck mm-hmm. wrestling for the WWE because he just felt like I, 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 I can't breathe. This isn't what I I, I I I I like what I do, but I hate the process in which we do it. I hate the travel. I hate this and that. I am not an I'm I'm not an extrovert. I don't like talking to people. I don't like people. Yeah. I want to go home and farm, and this and that. And so that's why he got that sword on his on his chest, and then it went on to represent the diverticulitis lights and all this stuff. But so I'm gonna throw it to you, because to you. <laughs> Because you mentioned you really have focused a lot more on the UFC portion of this. I think UFC was kind of just, I need to make money. I don't mm-hmm. think he loved it at first. I think he grew to love it. Where do you think that falls into this possible what if, if we're going with the idea that he didn't leave? Okay, so uh, just to, to kind of add to... Uh, his his mindset at the time, I think, um, with the way he was pushed, he knew he he had equity, like you said. He knew he um, 
he had a, an opportunity to to broaden his horizons. I mean, this is a guy who uh, has, has always had uh, competition in his blood from from being young. I mean, the guy was 6'2", 250 pounds at like 12 years old. The guy yep. has wrestled all the way through his school uh, life. NCAA he, heavyweight champion. Exactly. So he's always had that that competitive streak, even if that that's, that comp- competition is with himself, is with challenging himself. So I think um, wrestling was, or professional wrestling, should I say, was, was a means to an end for him. It was a, a way to build enough status that he could explore other options. Um, and I think once... Um, once his WWE career, uh, career at the beginning had run out, uh, his contract uh, it was up, and he was uh, he was looking around at uh, other opportunities. I think he's a kind of guy that he would rather try something and fail at it rather than not try it and always have that regret that I should have tried that thing. I mean, look at the uh, look at the NFL stuff. Yeah. What what other human uh, would have the the balls to to be in a totally different kind of sport and then think I want to try this? I think I could be good at this uh, and and throw himself so deep into into uh, NFL that he gives up everything else in his career to to hundred percent commit to it. Um, it obviously didn't pan out, but I think that's what he did with with MMA. He's always had that kind of hard hitting style, anyway. So there was a lot of uh, uh, similarities between um, collegiate wrestling and MMA um, in in, sure. in 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 the first place. So he certainly had that that solid background. Uh, I think his his time in Japan um, was a major influence uh, with that hard hitting style of uh, of New Japan wrestling after his uh, contract ran out and then he had his debut uh, um, MMA fight in, in Japan. Uh, and that's when the UFC saw, saw how big he was, how, uh, how uh, much of an untapped talent he could be for, for, for MMA. And they came calling and, and Brock, as you said, was an astute businessman. He knew his value uh, and once he had um, the UFC and WWE both kind of at each other's throats to, to essentially throw money at him, um, he had the option of, do I wrestle 200 dates a, a year, travel all year, not be at home, or do I fight twice a year and I can spend the majority of my time chopping logs in Saskatchewan where I don't even have a phone and my neighbour who lives five miles down the road has to come and tell me when Dana White wants to talk to me. Um, I think for someone with uh, his um, his introvert nature and his, uh, his, his essentially his hatred of people, uh, I think that that was the, the ideal option for him. And he also twice a year gets to beat the living piss out of someone. Um so for hit for for uh, Brock, it, it felt like win win. I completely agree. Um, yes, Brock Lesnar is a notorious recluse, and which makes the years of two thousand two and two thousand three that much funnier, because mm-hmm. like he was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, so sticking with the what if theme, let's talk about this. The what if we chose was if he stayed. If Brock Lesnar stays. 
you remember he was a, they gave him they pushed him to the moon. Yeah. From he day got, one. From day he, one. His first match was meant to be beating Stone Cold Steve Austin. In the King of the Ring. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. He and, was, and, and that that essentially caused Austin to to take his ball and go home. That was another what another what if we thought about using yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um so but if if Brock doesn't leave and chooses to stay longer, and we haven't put a timeline on when he if he if when he would leave if he would leave, but we're saying he stayed after WrestleMania twenty. Um, this is the rise of John Cena, this is the rise of Batista, this is the rise of Randy Orton because WrestleMania twenty one, one of the most important shows from a character development standpoint we've ever had. Let me explain. Uh, JBL, old guard, loses to John Cena, new guard. Triple H, old guard, loses to Dave Batista, new guard. The Undertaker, old guard, has his best match at, at, at for the streak against Randy Orton, new guard. The Money in the Bank ladder match, all new guard people with the exception of Kane. Edge, brand new star, comes out of that match with the Money in the Bank ladder match and becomes a brand new star later on in the year. That whole show was built around new people. Go even further. Eddie Guerrero, who is part of the new guard, I would argue, loses at the beginning of the show to his tag team partner, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It was so fe- featured and built for the new guard. If Brock is still there, does John Cena get made? Does Randy Orton get made? Does, does Dave Batista? Maybe Cena and Orton make it because they're so different. Cena's a, entertainer and a talker and a promo and all of these things he had randy orton is chills out of stone and has the great look but he is the perfect heel batista and lesnar are in the same lane maybe that hurts batista's standing but what do you think that all happens what do you think happens with the class of 2002 shout out to sheldon benjamin too uh if brock doesn't leave for them to ascend to that spot yeah, I mean, the does Bradshaw, does JBL become a thing? Well, that's right. Good point, because JBL became the champion because they had nobody else. Yeah. That's uh, a fantastic uh, point. Uh, going going into Brock uh, leaving, he, he was still rocking the long, dark hair, uh, the whole kind of like uh, Texas uh, bullhorn uh, style of character. And, and it was only afterwards he became a rich man, John Bradshaw Leffield. So, um, yeah, I think Brock being around, he he stays the focal point of of the company, of, or at least of the brand. Um, I think you 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 don't see the the pushes of uh, Eddie Guerrero being as as high as they are. Um, you don't see uh, perhaps um, Benoit. Elevating to 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 that status, I think with Brock there, and especially if you look at uh, Vince and WWE now, they they are usually focused around one major star. Uh, with with Roman uh, and and with with Lashley, uh, Drew, Big E, there's usually only one person at, at the top of the card. It's it's not like the 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 era of uh, of six wrestlers who could easily be the the champion at, at any one time. Um, I think Brock is um, is at the top of that tree for a hell of a lot longer, um, and we don't see the likes of the ascension of of, of 
of uh, Eddie Guerrero. We don't see the 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 JBL and the record-breaking SmackDown uh, champion run. Uh, yeah, I think um, SmackDown is would be very much the Brock show. So, if I can go a little specific. One I think one person I think that is is definitely changed is Randy Orton, and let me explain why. Randy Orton was fantastic in his role as the young boy coming up next with Evolution, <laughs> which we Rep- just covered on Bagman. Bang. Um, WrestleMania twenty, which was which was Brock's last show against Goldberg. At that show, Randy Orton and Dave Bautista and Ric Flair were able to get the Rock out of retirement to come <laughs> back. To, to wrestle them rock and sock connection versus evolution two on three handicap match so like they knew what they have with randy orton had one of the best intercontinental championship runs of all time now fast forward to brock and goldberg we went to wrestlemania 20. benoit wins the title of wrestlemania 20 and now i can't watch it but at the time the greatest finish to show ever mm-hmm. Benoit goes on to defend that title against Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Randy Orton wins the championship, shakes Benoit's hand, turns face the next night when Evolution kicks him out. That happened because Vince didn't want Brock to have that uh, record as the youngest world heavyweight champion ever. So Randy got the title. Because he's he's, he's a very salty human being. Well, yeah, of course. It's business. <laughs> business. Um, Randy wasn't ready. Everybody will tell you Randy wasn't ready. Randy will tell you he wasn't ready. And he definitely wasn't ready to be a face, let alone mm-hmm. the champion, right? And and Randy says that's probably the one of the worst portions of his career, even though he had so much success, because it hurt him from a character standpoint, which then, as much of a tumultuous human being as he was at the time we know, to, we know him, him to be now, it hurt him personally. Mm-hmm. It was if, a lot of pressure. A hell of oh a lot God. of pressure. The top of the show, the same show that has Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and, and Triple H on it? Yes. Now, what helped, and Chris Jericho too, by the way, he was on there. You mentioned him for another what if, possibly. If Brock doesn't leave, then Randy doesn't have to get hot-shotted to that championship to break that, to break that record. You can do Dave, who had the more natural progression, and break off. And then you can build to something different with Randy later, and he can grow the way he needed to grow, which may have helped him personally. I think that's a major change. Randy Orton was always going to be Randy Orton that we know him to be. But he really had to get down in the dumps and rebuild himself to become that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's the same Randy Orton in terms of timeline if Brock stays. That's one person I can guaranteed say, I don't think this happens. The other one is, I don't think John Cena becomes uh, super, super, super duper star John Cena until maybe three years later. Yeah, he's a, another one who, who like uh, Randy, was always destined to be a huge star. Uh, but if you've got a focal point like Brock, then that that can happen more naturally, I suppose, rather than it being um, a force fed. I think someone who we've, we, we've uh, overlooked a little um, is his opponent from that WrestleMania nineteen match. I think um, there was a lot of pressure on on Kurt uh, once uh, once Brock left uh, to to be one of those big stars. And this is someone who needed a break. This is somebody who needed 
time away um and maybe if he was given that that opportunity to rest and and uh recuperate he wouldn't have got um addicted to to painkillers he wouldn't have needed the uh, to essentially call time on his on his wrestling career he wouldn't have gone to tna we might have seen Kurt Angle with a, a much longer tenure in, in WWE had he not been so pushed to the limit uh, in terms of, of injuries and, and working whilst whilst hurt uh, to the point where he needed those sobers or the, those Vicodin or whatever they, they call it. Per Dangle. Per Dangle. Exactly. Okay, I got two more. Two more things from this, and then I want to finish with where we would be today if that happened. My other two, much like your Cardango one, is number one, ECW doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Because ECW came back at and they were always would have, I think they always would have had the tribute shows because it's good money, good business. Mm-hmm. But he brought ECW back as a way to continue to grow the business because they went through such a time where it was difficult for them with money because they had lost so many stars, right? And because your Kurt Angle situation made me think of that because the wrestling the wrestling machine portion of Kurt Angle's career is kind of what made Kurt Angle say, man, I don't need to do this shit. <laughs> What's wrong with this? Um, the other one is, I, I can't quantify this, but I just have a feeling, unfortunately, Eddie probably was going to die the way he died because a lifetime of living the way he lived. But I don't know if what happened to Benoit would have happened because Benoit took what happened to Eddie so hard, but Benoit also felt like he had to, he couldn't stop. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had already, I think he, I'm please forgive me for speaking for a murderer and speaking for a man who had an 85-year-old dementia patient's brain, nobody knew what he could have done. But I'm just thinking that a rising tide raises all ships, and Brock not being gone means less work for everybody else because he's there. Like you said with Kurt, Kurt was so overworked, he had to take 20 somers to get through the day. Mm-hmm. He don't have to take 20. Now, he's an addict. He was going to take them anyway, but it's maybe not 20. Maybe it's 10 or whatever it is. So I'm hoping, because what hurt WWE's business more than anything, they lost all their stars, and that killed them. But what killed their business was Eddie dying, then Benoit, and the situation. And that's why they went to to PG, because they had to change their business model to get profitable again, right? (laughs) If Brock doesn't leave, that may not happen because you have anchor points that the world knows that, well, yeah, Brock, well, you know, Rock is gone, but, man, you know, Brock Lesnar's there. At the time, 2004, 2005, 2006, who can you say that about except for Taker and Triple H and Sean, the old guys? What new guy can you say still brings me in to watch? Exactly. And I think uh, with being um, very much in um, into MMA, I think... Um, it's only apropos to to kind of uh, shine a bit of light on what would happen to the UFC had Brock not uh, not switched sides, and I don't think um, I th- whilst I think it would still be a huge deal because uh, 
the the world was kind of shifting towards uh, um, that real kind of combat art of, of of MMA. I don't think it would have been as huge uh, as it is now. I think Brock Lesnar has been pivotal in making uh, the UFC and MMA the the huge draw that it is now. I mean, you look at. Uh, the, the pay-per-views that he was involved in, UFC 91 against um, uh, Randy Couture. Oh, the title match, yeah. Uh, one of the first UFC uh, events to to get a million bars. You look at um, the rematch against uh, Frank Mir, Frank Mir 2, uh, UFC 100. That's still now in the top three best-selling, uh, best, uh, most uh, viewed uh, UFC pay per views. The only the only person who's who's been able to top that is McGregor with uh, Diaz two and um, Habib. So he's, he's even got in eighth place a UFC one sixteen Lesnar versus Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin, a no a, a no name. I mean a, a great a great fighter. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a household name. And that did one point one million bars. So he has done absolute gangbusters for for UFC, and even with his record not being not being that good in MMA, I think uh, he's got um, what three and two? Uh, no, sorry, nine uh, nine fights, three wins, uh, five wins, three losses, and a no contest. Uh, the the match with Mark Hunt, but yeah. UFC would have him back now in an instant. In oh, yeah. an instant, because yeah. he would sell a million pay-per-views easy. Um, so I think uh, the UFC uh, did did great out of uh, Brock uh, chancing his arm and 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 trying something new and and um, essentially being at the top of the world in in MMA. So uh, WWE's loss was certainly uh, UFC and Dana White's gain. Completely agree. Completely agree, and uh, I love the fact that he that all that popularity came off the backs of the fact that he was a wrestler, like a pro wrestler. I mean, WWE even had uh, Undertaker turning up to a UFC event to square off against Brock. You want to, to do it? Pro- to, yeah, exactly. You want to do it? A few years on, we get one of the the biggest moments in wrestling history when uh, Brock um, Brock beat the streak. Which links us perfectly back to to Louis' uh, "What if" of whether uh, Punk should have been that person. So, final thoughts, and we'll take a break, and we'll hit the other one real fast. Um, twenty twenty one, October twenty twenty one. Brock Lesnar has returned for the blah 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 time. Crown Jewel, him versus Roman Reigns for the blah 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 time uh, for the Universal Championship. If Brock never left. Where would the business be today? Is anything changed for the better, for the worst at all? Or will we still end up to the same place? I, I don't think there's a monumental change. I, I wouldn't say that uh, the, that we wrestling wouldn't still be in a similar position that it is now. Um, I think when Brock has gone away for sometimes years at a time, when he's come back, he's always been a draw. And I, I don't think that, changes with him staying in WWE uh, for, for that long. What I think you see is more accolades for Brock. Uh, you see um, 
Uh, I think he's been a world champion tall about eight times, maybe. I think it's probably more likely he's he's touching Ric Flair's record um, in in that time. Um, but fundamentally, I think the the business uh, would still be in the same position. But whether we would have still the same um, players in that business that we we have now. Um, but uh, one thing I think that Brock doesn't get a lot of. Um, respect for is is actually making other wrestlers look like a million dollars. I mean, we we shit on Brock because he's uh, whenever he's champion, he's always away for months at a time. He's not the he's not, he's not the the most fightingest champion. But I think that's that's part of his appeal. If Brock was there week in week out on every single Raw or every single SmackDown. He he would lose that specialness. I think. I think we 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 get more entertainment or enjoyment out of, out of him when he shows up sporadically to 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 basically put over a wrestler. I mean, look at the match with AJ, the match with Daniel Bryan, uh, with Finn Balor. He he made stars of those people. The even the the Keith Lee thing uh, 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 the, uh, the was it the Rumble? Royal Rumble, yeah. He made Keith Lee look devastating, and so I, th- I I don't think in in terms of the business, I don't think it changes uh, that much. I just think Brock wins a hell of a lot more titles. Uh, a lot more people are brought up to his level uh, in terms of uh, challenges. Um, I think it may affect Roman though. I don't think Roman is becomes the face of the company uh, as he is now. If Brock didn't spend multiple times away, I think Brock is the face of the company. So the, so my only disagreement there is, and it's not because I'm a Roman stand. It's not. It's because there's only one guy that's been the face of a company for that long. And that's John Cena. Mm-hmm. Brock debuted in 2002. We're talking about him leaving at the in the middle of 2004. So for Brock for Brock to have affected Roman, that means he'd have to stay from 2004 to 2014 and not get burnt out, still be the top guy in the company unequivocally to the point where nobody else can be sent to that point. Because like I don't know, that's that's a lot. That's saying a lot, right? That's why the only thing I think will affect affected is i think that we don't have such a lull in that time between trying to find new stars mm-hmm. because it was either seen or nobody else well now brock's here you have someone to bridge that gap that can build you can build with and i think we take chances on other people so way barry gets a title reign i think i think people like that we get chances now because worse come to worse i got brock on one show soon on the other we good to go baby mm-hmm. So that's the only difference, I think. But I still think we get to the NXT years because Triple H saw the writing on the wall. Wrestling was changing. Yeah. And we needed to adapt with the times. Um, We're going to take a break. And then we're going to get controversial. Yeah, we, we love upsetting wrestling Twitter. Hey, and you know what? If you like upsetting wrestling Twitter with us, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. And, <laughs> and buy some shirts, buy some merchandise. Uh, hashtag journalism. Uh, the original Corona, the Corona shirt, 
not the virus, but the, the beer. Uh, yeah, whatever Mags' shirt's gonna be eventually when he gets one. Yeah, all that stuff. Come buy, come buy some shirts with us. Come, uh, check your boys and uh, help contribute to what we do, so we can continue to give you great content like we're doing. Um, with that being said, we're gonna piss y'all off when we get back. So it's all, it's all Mags' fault. We'll yeah, I'll, I'll take the blame. I've got broad enough shoulders. And I'm always in trouble, so thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So... Liter- quite literally, the Brock Lesnar idea was my idea. This idea was a oh, look at man. you throwing me under the. I mean, you haven't even said what the idea is yet. Well, it's and important. You've for already to- thrown me under the bus. It's important for me to say that. Well, what? Because I'm going to go as hard as as hard as you are. But it's important for me to say that because everybody would automatically think, "Oh yeah, Ray came up with that." Nope. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he did sign off on it instantly. The minute yes. I, I put it forward, he was like, that's the that's the that's the idea. He my lord. He poo-pooed my Chris Jericho one. He was like, Nah, that's not that good. And then when I mentioned this one, he was like, ding 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 ding. We got my, a winner. <laughs> my loins were instantly engorged with joy. Mm-hmm. So that's a, See, terrible, a, um, that's a terrible statement. My loins were engorged with joy. Wow. I mean, that's a Ric Flair style statement. Woo! <laughs> so I'm happy to bear the brunt of the blame for this. So uh, essentially, the, the what if was, what if All In failed? What if the, the bet between Meltzer and Cody Rhodes that the, uh, an independent show couldn't sell out a 10,000-seater arena. Um, what if what if it came to pass that All-In didn't, uh, didn't sell, that Tony Khan couldn't make a, a company out of, uh, of All-In, that um, it, it, it fell dead on its arse? How would the wrestling business be now? without all in being a success. Pause for dramatic effect. 
All right. Uh, so look, just from an expositional standpoint, that's a hell of a of a what if. Mm-hmm. My boy, right now baseball playoffs have started tonight. Well, we're recording this on a Tuesday. But uh, Max hit a home. He hit a grand slam out this bitch. That's a great what if. So the convergence point has to be the night of all in, mm-hmm. right? You could, one could argue even the convergence point has to be the moment all in tickets sold out. I mean, started went on sale because they sold out instantly, yes. less than an hour. And Cody will say less than fifteen minutes. It's not true. There was a whole ass pre-sale, so I'm less than an hour. They sold out. So we're imagining that the show didn't sell out. Mm-hmm. And the show is so okay. Let me ask. Let me ask you instead of assuming. Are we assu- are we saying that the show didn't sell out? We saying that the show wasn't good, or we saying both? I'm. I'm. I think the. I mean the the with the talent on the show, it was always going to be a good show. Okay. I'm. I'm saying that they didn't. Um. They didn't wasn't get. Yeah, the, the interest wasn't there. The, it, it was a uh, essentially a smattering of people in a 10,000-seater arena. Okay. So I'm, 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 let's take the lead on this one, but I just I just wanted to kind of get that understanding before we go deeper. Conversion point, would you say, is the de- the actual show or when tickets want to sell? I, I would say the day of the show because if you look at wrestling historically uh walk-up sales have always been pretty important i mean uh there's a there's a story uh that uh certain parts of wrestling media are trying to push about aw out selling uh, uh wwe in a in a uh, an arena even though aw's tickets went on sale way before WWE's and a way lower price point, but that's neither here nor there. WWE have always had very strong walk-up sales. Um, so I think the the the, the convergence is where uh, we get to the show and those walk-up sales haven't turned up and we, uh, we're left with um, 2,000 people in a 10,000-seater stadium. One more thing to note of just about that convergence point all uh, all out all in yes all in the actual show was held on labor day weekend here in america which mm-hmm. is a three-day weekend as a holiday weekend so it became a destination because of the three-day weekend and because of starcade yes. starcast starcast so we're also adding we have to assume that starcast flops too because there was a whole ass bunch of people that went to StarCast that only went because they got tickets to All In and wanted to spend their weekend doing well, something. I mean, the the reports that, that I read was that that, that first StarCast was was um, was a shit show anyway. Sure, uh, sure, it was. I mean, it, it had a lot of people, but it was not structured and planned well. Yeah, the 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 second, third, and fourth ones apparently went way better, uh, and that's another an, uh, another thing that that people kind of tend to forget about. That was a big deal for for Conrad to uh, to set up. That was a brave move. I mean, it's it's hitching yourself to um, a, a very much unknown wrestling company. If if All In would have flopped, uh, Conrad put a hell of a lot of money into that show. 
Uh, I remember him saying on one of his podcasts that uh, months and months down the line, the check still hadn't rolled in. Uh, so he was mm-hmm. still well, uh, well in in the red for the for the show. Uh, it did a, a, uh, end up making him uh, a lot of money, and, and he did the show three more times. So it 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 was a success, but it could have easily not have been a success. And not only then would have all in been a flop, but Conrad Thompson, the the mortgage guy, may have needed a second mortgage on the Conradison. The Conradison. Um, and hey, I I love people taking chances. He had never, ever, ever had anything close to any knowledge of what to do with mm-hmm. having a, a festival or a convention or what what if. But um, so some of the matches on the card: Stephen Amell fought um, Chris Daniels. Chris CD. Yep. Um, Who's was returning the as the Fallen Angel soon, which is very exciting. What the fuck was the point of AW and him retiring? Then whatever. We'll talk about that another day. Um, there was that battle royal uh, that happened. Um, I know Flip ended up fighting for the Ring of Honor Championship. Flip was uh, was he not a uh, Chico El Luchador in the, because yes. he was but Flip. There was the whole that like, but Flip storyline going on. Yep. Um, Jordan Grace right. was am- Jordan Grace was amazing in the, in that uh, that battle royal as well. Um, then you had Matt, uh, Matt Cross, Mad Dog, um, against yes. MJF. That's right. Um, um, you had uh, Okada versus Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull, which is weird. Even now to think that's a, a weird match. Uh, it, you had the it's f- not so weird to me because Marty Skrull was like a 15-time, I'm exaggerating, junior champion. And New Japan never lets the juniors fight the heavyweights. Yeah. So it wasn't that crazy. And and there was a lot of uh, talk on uh, on being the lead in the run up of uh, of uh, Okada taking the mick out of uh, out of Marty Skrull doing the yeah. two or five. Uh, you had the the women's four way, which uh, really put Brit. up. Who was yeah. it? It was Britt. Britt, was... uh, Madison Rain, Chelsea Green, and Tessa. Tessa, that's right. Um, you had Kenny, which is a great match. Kenny versus Pinta. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Cody, Cody versus versus Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah, and then the main event was uh, we had Hangman versus Janela in the street oh, fight. Oh, that's right, because Janela took that crazy bump. Mm-hmm. Um, good point. Great, and probably the most fun match of the night for me. Um, and then but the, go- the, the Golden Elite was the yes, main event. The Bucks and Coda versus Ray Bandito, and who was the the third guy? It was uh was it dragon Pat- No, it was uh Dapper wearing Rey Mysterio Jr. Well, I said Ray and Oh Ray uh, Phoenix. It was Ray Phoenix and Phoenix Ray Mysterio. Was the, and, Phoenix was the third guy. Okay. Bandito, yeah. I know I know Ben, you can't miss that mask. That's the dopest yeah. mask in wrestling right now. I'm and sorry. Bandito was the star of that match as well. He was yeah. so damn good. That, so that's that's a really good card considering it's a convergence of all indie people. So it's this huge. so the card hits but there's no interest it's not not sold out very well and Meltzer wins the bet mm-hmm. go ahead so um the biggest thing that came out of this show was obviously the the interest of of Tony Khan in creating a a wrestling company i think if this flops a, it's a simple uh fact that AEW doesn't become a thing Tony Khan 
doesn't see the investment opportunity because as much as uh, wrestling fans don't want to hear it, Tony Khan has has gotten rich by making money from from his investments and AW to him as much as it's a passion project, it's also an investment. He wants to to make money. Billionaires don't throw money down empty pits, empty black holes. He Have wants his Khan to... family. Jacksonville I mean, Jaguars and Fulham FC. Have you met the cons? But they're still making money off, off that, the off the. It's off a the joke, brand. Max. Damn, exactly. you can't laugh at the joke. I mean, when when you're talking Fulham, there's nothing funny about Fulham. There's nothing. I can't believe AW's first show in the UK is going to be at Craven Cottage. That is a fucking dive of a of a, of a stadium. It's horrible. It's horrible. But that's new here there. I don't think. I, I think AW doesn't become a thing. I think um, Corda uh, and the books and and Kenner, who at this time were were clearly planning uh, to break away from the the companies that they were involved with with Ring of, Ring of Honor and and New Japan. I think that those um, they go back with the tail between the legs. Um, they they kind of realise that maybe we aren't going to change the business. Maybe we aren't going to. Uh, to change the wrestling world as 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 they claimed. Um so AEW doesn't happen. We don't get that that new competitor. Uh but we have got a lot of wrestling talent on this show that need homes to go to, that need companies to wrestle for. Um I think there's a a, a lot of people who, on this show that put themselves in the in the shop window. Um Cody ends up back at WWE. Without a shadow of a doubt, I think he ends up back in WWE. I, I, I still think there's a chance that he will end up back at WWE now, even oh, though yeah. AW is a thing. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Kenny and the Bucks end up uh, in WWE. I think the the bridges were already starting to be burned uh, with with Ring of Honor and and with New Japan. That um, the options are not there for them to create their own legacy, and they end up be, being uh, drawn into the the bright lights of, of New York, and they end up signing for for, for WWE. Um, I think the likes of MJF would probably end up being um, uh, scooped up by WWE as well. Uh, I, I, I would have loved to have seen him in that LA Knight style role in NXT. I think that would have been a good fit for him. Um, but yeah, I think fundamentally the wrestling business would be a hell of a lot different if All In didn't uh, didn't become the success that it was. Way more than if Brock uh, didn't leave the WWE. I think this is a a, a seismic shift in in uh, in the world of wrestling. I don't think uh, WWE have that that competition. We don't have the the Wednesday night wars. We don't have NXT being pushed to uh, be a, a televised product. Uh, in 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 terms of kind of like uh, fitting in with the the WWE ethos of of, uh, of programming, um, I think there's a hell of a lot of changes that that wouldn't happen if All In was was the turd in the punch bowl. Oh boy! So I I really really had to think about what you were saying to come up with my thoughts because you make very compelling arguments. I'm gonna disagree, but, with you but you're wrong, 
And no. here's why. <laughs> well, I, clearly you're not wrong because we don't. We, nobody knows. But I do disagree with some aspects. The one aspect I disagree most vehemently with is Tony Khan not doing anything. He was always going to get involved in wrestling. The kid loves it so much. And okay, so all, so then, if if creating a viable competition is is maybe not in the picture with with uh, with all in being a flop, does he not become invested in WWE? Does he not become a a big shareholder in the company? No, I don't think so because the cards oh, well, don't work that. For that. Thanks for that. That, no, but that, but that's something to think about. Does he because... buy out Vince? He may buy out Vince. They can't buy out Vince. Come on, sir. They can't buy out Vince. Mm, well, mm, I don't know. Them boys they... rich. Them boys rich. No, rich. them 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 boys are rich, but like to completely buy out Vince is they're not dropping a billion dollars on a wrestling company. Okay. But uh, check your boy. The, the key word you said was a viable competitor. Tony, the, all the chatter, and even Tony himself has said that he had been looking around quietly for years trying to figure out how to get into the wrestling business, right? He had talked to somebody who had done it uh, effectively in Billy Corrigan and, mm-hmm. and, and tried to figure out how he did it and what he did. The reason he was able to do AEW as constituted was because the success of All In and those four people. Mm-hmm. If there's no success of All In, you said it yourself. There are still a bunch of wrestlers who need a place to go. I think Tony Khan still creates a wrestling company, but I don't think he goes and shoots for the moon. I think he creates an indie. Okay. I think he just creates an indie out of Jacksonville that, you know, essentially PWG East. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the leverage. To say I'm gonna go to TNT because I got this, that, and the other, and look what we did. Here's all in, here's all this. And have that. But he wants to scratch that itch. So I still think he does that. I still think he has an indie that ends up being MLW or something of that level. But he he's not shooting for the move for AW. So I think he still gets involved in wrestling. Secondly, I think you're right. I think Kenny and the Bucks go ahead and give WWE a try. The Bucks had the greatest contract Vince has ever offered anybody. And I say that yes. knowing what they've offered Brock, knowing what they've offered The Rock, knowing what they offered Punk, they offered them a one-year deal, six months out, somewhat creative control. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever get that deal ever again. No. That that was uh, when I heard the rumors of that deal, that that was mind-blowing. Like I said, Brock doesn't get that that kind of uh, – that that kind of deal. Taker doesn't get that kind of deal. Um, Stone Cold doesn't get that kind of deal. To to have a deal where you are, uh, are there for one year um, and then after six months, if you're not happy with your uh, the way things are going, you can just, peace, I'm, I'm out of there. That's phenomenal that they, that they got offered that. And That's turned awesome. it down. Brave that they turned it down as well. Respect for them for for believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how big of a flex is that from, from Vince saying, yeah, look, you're going to love us, so if you want to leave in six months, go ahead. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy flex. Um, but I think they take the chance. I think Cody does not go back to WWE because Cody is still in pissy child mode. I'm going <laughs> to prove you wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Cody links still links up with Tony and becomes the Dusty of PWG East. Okay. Okay. But all the other guys you mentioned, I do think kind of vacillate between Ring of Honor, PWG East, um, New Japan, so on and so forth. Um, so I don't think there there is an AEW in the sense of it's the size of WWE, not the size, literally, but from structurally, no, but from a roster standpoint, the size of WWE, mm-hmm. we we st- we went straight to television day one. I'm paying millions of dollars worth of deal. I don't think that's the case. You know, so, uh, but that's still a major change because, I, I mean, think of all the people who, I mean, you can't think of Darby Allen. Darby Allen had would have had to go to NXT, mm-hmm. right? And he's he talked about how much he didn't want to go to NXT, and that's that's if um, he was even offered a deal. Um, he had done one trial. I don't know if he did a multi- multiple of them, but he did one. That that goes actually. That's the 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 next point I want to make. Maybe my last point. NXT fully becomes a third brand. Mm-hmm. And not in the whole, oh, well, you know, we'll put you on. No, like it legitimately becomes a third proper official brand. Because you have to, because the reason it worked in the first place was because it was competition to your main roster in house. Mm-hmm. And with nowhere else to go, NXT becomes a third brand, global localization happens, and Evolve becomes NXT for NXT. Yeah, and I think we get um, the Hangman Page who is NXT champion. The 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 rumors were flying around that he would he would be the one out of the 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 group of the elite uh, that would be pushing NXT. Uh, Kenny and the books obviously were main roster bound from Absolutely. from day one. Yeah, uh, but Hangman would would certainly have been in that that indie group that they they had in NXT, and I think. He would he would have fitted in well there, um, but yeah, I, I think you you make a lot of sense. Uh, I think Tony does seem like he was was always destined to be involved in the wrestling business somewhat. Um, but instead of uh, having competition against NXT or against Raw or SmackDown, they would be competing against Ring of Honor. They'd be competing against MLW. Um, mm-hmm. Against impact, maybe, maybe the that kind of a forbidden door between impact and and AW would actually swing the other way, and it would be impact that would be getting the more of the benefit from that partnership than than the one we're seeing with AW now. Maybe Tony, maybe Tony hooks up with Billy Corgan and rebuilds the NWA in a new traditional 20, 2021 way, where. You know, NWA was built on, um, you know, you have Houston Wrestling with Paul Bosch. That's NWA. You got Eddie Gilbert, Florida Championship Wrestling. That's NWA. You got this over here in Mid-South. Then you got this and that. But it's all under the guise of NWA. Maybe we have, because WWN Live had that until that kind of disbanded. Maybe Mm -hmm. Tony and Billy built that. The new NWA. But it's, once again, Impact Wrestling under the NWA. And mm-hmm. MLW under the NWA. Maybe we do that again. I don't know. Because, I mean, the world, that's essentially what the Forbidden Door is. It's just there's not a Forbidden Door championship. 
Yeah. Every, everything is run by one don't, governing body. Don't give Tony ideas. Yeah, good point. Because that will happen. Good point. Shut up, Ray. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a an, an, an interesting point to mull over because, like you said, there's no right and wrong answers. It's, it's all conjecture. It's all um, guesswork. Um, but there's, there's things in there that um, you can pretty much bank on. Uh, like you said, Tony getting into the wrestling business. Uh, the books uh, and Kenny were, were so huge. They were outgrowing Ring of Honor and outgrowing New Japan that the only other option was to jump ship to, to WWE um, if if creating their own entity wasn't a thing. Um, and I, I do tend to agree with you on, on the fact that Cody was still that I need to prove my own legacy. I need to get out of uh, out of the shadows. I, I've got uh, uh, issues with with people in in WWE. I think yeah, he still has that uh, coming off the back of all in. But I think eventually he he gets to a point where he knows that if he wants to be a mainstream star, he's going to have to go back there. He's going to have to eat crow and and realize that there was only one big show in town. And that was the WWE. You're right, but I think at least going back, he can re Drew McIntyre gave Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal have given the perfect examples of how to leave and come back. Mm -hmm. They left, particularly Drew. And he made himself a bigger star while he was gone. To where he when he came back, he was undeniable, right? And I think. Cody's first, Cody had the greatest indie year of a wrestler, a wrestler ever had, in my opinion, the first year he left. Because he wrestled at a WrestleMania, a final battle, uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, Bound for Glory in the same year. Mm -hmm. it's, right? it's, it's, it's legend. Yes. His, I was such a big Cody supporter his first year afterwards. So he knew he, uh, the indies believed in him. But mm -hmm. he hadn't made himself an undeniable star. Building AEW and being the face of that company, and now being, you know, tri Triple H Miss Cosplay, has made him, in a sense, undeniable. And what I mean is, for all of my negativity about Cody Rhodes, if he became a free agent right now, Vince would call him in a heartbeat and saying, "Hey, we could use you." Mm -hmm. Before, when he left. They couldn't use like he would be he would be used, but he wasn't a necessity. Yeah, he was stardust. Yeah, he he was another guy on the roster. Now mm -hmm. Cody comes back. Now Cody's upper mid card for life. Mm -hmm. Right before well, when he left, he wasn't. He 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 walks into into the 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 top of the card. Cody is the kind of person now that if he. Up sticks. Uh, I think they all signed three-year contracts, uh, if I remember rightly. I don't know if any have, have re-signed. Uh, but if Cody uh, and Tony had a fallout and he left at the end of his contract, he would walk into title matches in, in WWE right now because he's made a huge name for himself. I would agree. With, I could, he The lowest he would get is where Finn Balor is. And Finn Balor mm -hmm. just had two matches for the Universal title. Exactly. So... Um, so ultimately, he what he set out to do, he accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't accomplish that without going to a major company. And at the time, if there was no AW, the only place he could have done that was in Japan, and Japan did not accept him. 
When I, no. And I don't, I don't mean they booed him because he's a heel. They were dead quiet for his matches. They didn't care. They sat on their hands, yeah. So, I mean, I Cody's a good wrestler. Like I, all my hatred for the dude, Cody's talented. He would have got, he would have got them on his side, one way or another. But it's just he walked in with this kind of American arrogance that you're gonna have to watch me. He hadn't earned anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was uh, instantly in one of the biggest and hottest factions just because of of who he was. Uh, and and then the whole kind of like uh, bullet club is fine stuff that that didn't go down well with uh, with the New Japan fans at all. No, especially when you're turning on Kenny, who was mm-hmm. like a god. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, any gaijin who cares enough about your company enough to your company and your country enough to learn your language, he's always going to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good one. I, we should. I think we can end it there. Because, I mean, we can't really go, how does it affect now? Because we did. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but i tell you this. I, I kind of wish Tony would have started smaller and built built up. I think it would have been better for the long term. Mm, uh, would it? Would it? I don't know. I think he he plugged into that zeitgeist of... of of apathy towards um, mainstream professional wrestling, uh, and there was there was certainly a, an outcry for for a, a competitor uh, for a more wrestling based um, product. And I, I think no matter what he did after that success of, of All In, uh, anything that the books and Corey and Kenny was involved in was always going to be huge. What so? Uh, I think it would have been um, it would have been short sighted for him to uh, to start off with small indie shows. Why, when you have just sold a ten thousand um, seater arena on the back of of promotion sure. from social media? There was no like it wasn't a heavy televised product. It was promoted by wrestler social media. You would be um, you would be daft if you didn't plug into that and think if we can pull this off week after week, we've got a, a huge thing here. You wouldn't want to go and book five hundred seats of bingo halls or um, two thousand. Um, Seater uh, mini uh, outdoor arenas. You would want to keep booking ten thousand seaters, and if the 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 demand was there, fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand seater stadiums. I think um, the way, uh, and as much grief as I give uh, AEW for uh, for some things, I think the way that they've built that company, um, it's it seems to to absolutely make sense. Um, there, there is enough supply there to keep the demand uh, from from fans uh, satiated, uh, and it's 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 looking like it's going to be a a viable alternative to to the the mainstream WWE product. Everything you said is right, and so maybe I was maybe I I, I don't necessarily mean like they should have run the, the ECW arena like small like indie mm-hmm. shows. But I would have liked for him to have started smaller in the sense that he didn't start off as a as he didn't start off going after a billion dollar company with a major television company where it came with 
expectations. The reason I mm-hmm. say that is because they've made so many mistakes that have been in the public sphere that if you would have started smaller, nobody would have noticed or wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I, and then when you're at your best, let's now let's go here. And I just feel like he'd have such a stronger and bigger fan base than he already has if he would have done that because people like me are resident to follow him in this company from a diehard standpoint because of all the bullshit and the mistakes and the lies and the jargon that they've come up with. That if he wouldn't, because he had to start from here. If he would have started from a middle middle level, keep the big guys, do four or five thousand seat arenas, but let's build ourselves up to this. Mm-hmm. And then once we get there, we now we know how to book a show. Now I know how to book a tour. Now I know how to do this. Now I how to do that. I, we not we wouldn't be having full on conversations about black people aren't being booked on their shows. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be having full on conversations about they need to book their women better. Wouldn't be having full conversations about they don't care about the health of their wrestlers in matches because they let a guy audibly be concussed and knocked out for a minute and a half and then finish a match. And then we a guy who's also in a, a ladder match in this coming week, the same, very same guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't even hit me. That, yes. So so that's what, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. These issues would have been, you would have been able to kind of polish these issues out. So by the time you hit prime time, baby, we here. Mm-hmm. This is, you you know how long it took for WWE's products to be shiny and pretty? And it's oh, not perfect. And they'll never be perfect. Check out a, a changing attitude because it took a goddamn long time. We're 20 episodes into the show and yeah, we weighed him through some shit. There's um, some rough moments. But I, I think in terms of AEW, um, I, I think it was always going to be a big thing. Uh, so I do uh, do uh, see your point of uh, of Tony needing experience. Um, but I think I would have liked to see that with another company, with him having already having that experience in the wrestling business uh, of, of having a, a, a smaller uh, independent promotion um, in a in a smaller territory, and then seeing these guys do big things in in all in and thinking. I can upscale what I've got and 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 create something with, with these guys. Um, so I think if he'd have got that experience beforehand, before all in was even uh, uh, even a thought uh, in in Cody and Dave Meltzer's man, I think that would have made for a um, a, um, a more con- coherent product from AEW. And to be fair, uh, a company of two years uh, of age, they're they do a hell of a lot of things right. They do a yes. hell of a lot of things wrong, um, but they do a hell of a lot of things right. Uh, yes. And and there's a reason why they are uh, as popular as they are. Uh, but I think if he if Tony would have had that experience, uh, some of the silly things that have gone wrong, like the audio production, which grounded me for a long, long time, um, the 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 stuff with Jr. not knowing the wrestlers' names or the names of the moves, or just the apathy shown towards the product, the the way that uh, um, he dealt with the, yeah yeah the the stuff with Sammy Guevara, the stuff with um, with Max no. Caster. All yep. these kind of like uh, controversies, uh, he could have had. He would have had more experience in dealing with this. the stuff with Jimmy Havoc. Um, 
that he could have had more um, of a knowledge base of what I have to do in those situations. Uh, that would have been a, a, a lot better for him. But as much as we rag on Tony Khan and he gives us a lot of ammunition, there's a lot of law hanging fruit there. Um, he's living his dream at the end of the day. He wanted a wrestling company. If I was a billionaire, uh, I'd want a wrestling company. I'd want to hire the, the best wrestlers in, in the world to, to come and wrestle for me. So I've got to give him props for that. He's putting his money where his mouth is. He wouldn't be in the he wouldn't be in the red because he would have learned how to manage his money better and not just throw not just fix problems by throwing more money at it. He would have learned that you need a team, get yourself get you a team together so that you don't have to do and oversee every single aspect of the business. Like there are so many things that he's needed to learn and he still needs to learn that he's he's going to learn, but could have learned had he not immediately when he, once he got the ball said, I'm dunking on Jordan. Like it's okay to be the sixth man every now and then. Mm-hmm. You're going to start eventually. Hell, you're going to be – AEW is going to be a superstar company from day one. So I'm, 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 I'm not so daft as to not realize that the demand was so high that they had to do what they did. But I'm just saying it would have been nicer for me, for my fandom, to have seen them build up to the point they're at now a little more and – that way he's a better person, a better booker, better manager, a better everything. And the company will be better in the long run. Then you start off and day one, you're, you're one B. Well, you're two, but mm-hmm. in the eyes of fans, they're one B. Yeah. Right. That's, well, what, I, one A and nothing else. Just Well, <laughs> their fan base. All right. What if? What if? Well, I can tell you what if. We're about to get the fuck out of here. That's for sure. Um, but What if we return next week with another show? Ooh. Uh, next week. What's happening next week? That Crown Jewel next week? Are we oh. breaking down Crown are we, are we? Are we previewing Crown Jewel next week? Next week? Have you watched a, Crown, a Saudi show yet? I watched every one. Really? I may have missed one. I enjoy watching them only because it's something to do during the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, don't get me wrong. The first Saudi show was really was really entertaining. Other than that, one match, not really. It's not really good stuff. Um, But (laughs) they trying to make me care about this card. Big E, Drew McIntyre, Roman versus Bracken, the best story they've ever had. Becky versus Bianca versus Sasha. Like, they really... And then the finals of the King of the Ring and the Queen's Court tournaments. Mm-hmm. They really trying to make me care. And they're also trying to uh, to maybe secure some more big money Saudi Arabia deals. Oh, well, that's well, that's why they put this big of a show on. That makes sense. <laughs> right. I, wonder if I wonder if they've been able to drag up Yokozuna. For a show, because I know uh, the the shake was adamant that he wanted Yokozuna on the show. They did. They got Babatunde. Oh Jesus! Shout out to Commander Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm interested in the Goldberg match. I hadn't been able to say that since Dolph Ziggler. Wow. Wow. As like they they are doing. 
I, I barely know the card. I am so out of the loop. That's the, card. That's, that's the whole card I just named. That's 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 that's, that's, that's it, pretty that's much it. the law. <laughs> yeah, as it as it's presently constituted, I don't think anything else. Uh, oh, and uh, the only other match that they that is listed as of now that I didn't mention is RK Bro versus AJ and almost for the titles. Yeah. Um, they're really doing, pardon the pun, the Lord's work. Not, no, nothing. Okay, you can find me at It's Ray Cash. That's R E Y S and Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. Um, go ahead, Max. Where can they find you? You can find me. Well, if 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 you want to direct any hate, it's at the Matatat UK. Um, but if you've got nothing but love, then you can find me at Podfather Max, where I have links to all the ridiculous number of content that I'm involved in. I mean, we should do a what if of what if I quit podcasting. You'd have nothing to listen to because there'd be no other podcasts uh, available. But yeah, uh, come and follow me on Twitter at PodFatherMax. My Spotify... Uh, my Spotify... <laughs> It'd be a tumbleweed. Hot. Just like... <laughs> you had to listen to music for once? What? <laughs> um... Yeah, of course, we're at the Chair Shot Media. We're, we're part of the Chair Shot Radio Network mm-hmm. at Chair Shot Media in conjunction with the Chairshot.com, where you always use your head. That We hadn't done that in a while. I'm sorry. I just no, left you out yeah, there. You, you, threw me, you, threw, you threw me under the bus multiple times on this show. Is, is it a double-decker <laughs> bus because you're British? It's <laughs> Double-decker buses are kick-ass. I mean, you know, I ain't never seen no double decker bus running running through the hood. So, do you, do you not have double deck? I mean, this is going way off off tangent. Do you not have double decker buses in the, in the states? There is not one that exists, not at all. Do you have bendy buses? Only in really big cities. Okay. Wow, you need to get on a double decker bus. There's there's not a lot like it when you're riding at the top of a double decker bus, especially if it's an open top one. That's uh, rain flowing through your hair and shit. I, yeah. Hey, well, in 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 the UK, it's it's usually rain pissing all over you. Good point. But well, when I come visit you down in Blackpool, I uh, am not from fucking no Blackpool. That my is bad. A... Was it Dudley? <laughs> <laughs> totally over end of the country. <laughs> oh, I, look! I'm just naming cities that I've heard that are in the black country. I don't know. You've heard of Dudley? Of all the places, that's, that's where Tyler Bates from. Yeah, Tyler Bates. Yeah, no, Dudley. He's from Dudley, Birmingham. <laughs> By the way, I I love British pronunciations because you know we have a Birmingham. Alabama. 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 So, but because of you, now I say Birmingham. So, thank you for that. It's a silent H. H. (laughs) I love it so much. Before I I continue to just show my love for for English, the English language, is that that proper to say? The old English language. Ye old English, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get out of here. So thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, And tell tell people something in English and in in fish ease. I have totally not spoken fish ease in a long ass time. I I really should uh, get back on Duolingo 
for my uh, <laughs> for my fish talk. But yeah. <laughs> Check out everybody else uh, and all the amazing content here on, on Chairshot. Just a great team of, of amazingly talented creators putting shows out day after day. A great amount of uh, talented writers on on, on uh, the website doing articles and, and uh, opinion pieces. So there's a lot around the, the Chairshot for, for, uh, for you to be entertained. So definitely go check it all out. But... Uh, that's it from from us too. Uh, we'll speak to you next week, and remember to always use your head.